Greg on I'm Paul. I'm Kirk. Hey, Kirk, how you doing? Paul, yeah? I'm ready for some Plinky Plinky. It's, it's a special episode. It's we're a gonna, fun one. We're going to be tickling the ivory. Yes. Which is, <laughs> which is an expression that grosses me out. Yeah, it's not cool. But you could call us Mandy Patinkin and Dick Tracy for how we're on some 88 Keys shit. Which is a very weird reference. I understood it completely. Yeah. Dick Tracy fan. But that's because this episode is about what? Piano part piano. This is the second episode of the row where I mentioned Dick Tracy. It is. I'm going to try to work it into every episode. I start picking topics just so I can find ways. For a movie that's not worth it. To talk about flat top and prune face. And mumbles. And mumbles and the blank. The blank. And lips manless and big boy caprice. We've already talked too much about it. (laughs) Um, I saw that movie twice in the theater. That's crazy. I was eight. Cut me some slack. That's true. true. Uh, No, yes. Piano is the topic for this episode. Piano 2. Yeah. Because we've done this before. And we didn't talk enough about it. Piano, kind of an important instrument. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I am super excited because... Got some new stuff. I got some fresh stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the rest is just nice 80s goodness. Yeah. Fresh stuff, like like recent stuff. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, two, three years. I don't. <laughs> uh, piano, from like piano rock and piano pop is real iffy territory. Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, we talk about classical and jazz so infrequently on yeah. this podcast that piano uh for as a topic seems like a good chance to go in that direction so you and i will be going in very different places yeah but i like when we do that yeah so we'll be or uh as as typical we'll be alternating our clips yeah uh and 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 kind of going in in wildly opposite good (laughs) places let's but that'll be fun we'll start with one of yours yeah um because we have to talk about one of our earliest subjects. Yes. Mr. William Joel. As, as Joel. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow calls him. Yes. My friend Katie Joel's husband, William. <laughs> which she, she said, wrote once unironically in a yes. blog post. Well, because she doesn't know irony. And, uh, and everyone made fun of her. Yes, well, they Because should. she's the most make fun of a bull person. Yes. On earth. Also, it's like saying, I don't know if you know this, but he wrote a song called The Piano Man. Because he yeah. plays piano. He's a, he's a piano man. Yeah. He's a piano fellow. He's a piano fellow. He's one of these piano fellows. But this is... This is hard rock Joel. <laughs> this legit... No, pressure is hard rock pre- Joel. This is... I fucking love pressure. We've, we've done this pressure. is... This is hard rock Joel with piano. This is nine. Is this eighty nine or ninety? This is or, or early nineties. This album Stormfront was re- released in very late eighty nine. Okay. And this song I go to extremes, which I love. Big hit. Big, Big massive hit. VH one hit. Oh, this is this song in this video is exactly like what John Mayer was making fun of. In his video, when he did that, <laughs> they're kind of VH1 older. The the, the last train, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. This is uh, this song is not good. <laughs> Hang on, wait a minute. Yeah, this song is not good. It's great, and it's better than "We Didn't Start the Fire," which I do not like. You didn't let me finish. Okay, it's not good. Yeah. It's still miles better than like truly putrid Billy yeah. Joel songs. Yeah. 
like We Didn't Start the Fire yep. and River of Dreams. Yep. It's better than um, East Down Alexa, which is on the Down Easter Alexa. Down Easter Alexa. I hate that song. I think that's my mom's favorite Billy Joel song. I don't really know. It's yet. not great. This album is not great, but this song is amazing to me. I fucking love this song. It's it's for me. It's it's not. It's not. I didn't say it was bad. I said yeah. it's not good. Yes, fair uh, enough. It's neither. There's to a me. distinction. Um, it's 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 real mid, <laughs> but um, yeah. uh, maybe his last not terrible song. <laughs> well, but, I mean, what's weird to think about it is yeah. this is his penultimate album. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't recorded a song in thirty years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, rightfully so, because that last album was hot trash. The river, yeah, the river. Dreams. But but you know what? I love this song and the piano at the end. He goes hard. He goes hard. Is Billy Joel a good piano player? I think yes, right? I think like outstanding, right? We watched an early clip. I don't think it was on our piano episode i think it was earlier where he was a young man in his 20s and yeah. demonstrating like the different style of piano playing that different pop piano yeah. players have yeah i remember that and it, i remember it just giving me a feeling like yeah he knows what he's talking about like yeah i don't know if how classically trained he is but he has a musician's ear yeah um I he's would... not just plinking and plonking on the on the keys i mean I don't know is what he his better, is. Is he, is he better than Elton John? Not music, just the piano. Can you even... Again, that's, that's the difficulty about yeah. our whole show, is that you and I are big music fans, and we're big music nerds, but neither of us are musicians, nope. and we don't know what we're talking about nope. technically. No. But in our hearts, we know. So... I say Billy Joel's yeah, better. It's very difficult to answer the question, yeah. is Billy Joel... And again... I will say till I'm blue in the face that technical ability does not equal quality because yeah. you've got guitar players like Ingve Malmsteen yes. who are awesome shredders who make unlistenable yeah, music. It's garbage. Um, I I don't know how much Billy Joel is self-taught versus classic yeah, trained. I don't know. Don't know. Um, but anyway, let's watch the video oh, for I Go to Extremes. This is, and this is Billy going hard. Which, by the way, no, he doesn't. Watch. Just He's watch. almost defined by how non-extreme he is. Watch him, watch him just rock the house. <laughs> hey, wait, let me, before we start, yeah. walk, rock the house on a Billy Joel level, I should say. Yeah. For Billy Joel, this is rocking the house. Who's more of a rocker to you, Billy Joel or Phil Collins? Oh, what a great question. <laughs> um, Who rocks harder? Phil Collins, because he plays <laughs> drums. Because <laughs> he's not even wearing a tie That's on right. the cover for No Jacket. He didn't record. care. <laughs> Whoa, oh, Kirk immediately went into air drums. <laughs> I love it. Fuck yeah. Now he's definitely like, I'm going to be a cool guy in this one. Yes, he's I'm going to be a cool guy in this video. Remember in the video for, uh, what's that doo-wop song that he does? The Longest Time? The Longest Time. Yeah. I was like, I was like a dweeb. Yeah. Remember how I was a dweeb in that? That was just me playing a character. Yeah. Now here's the real Bill Joel. Remember, remember when I did Piano Man? Yeah. No, that wasn't me. This is the real me. Because I'm 40 now, but I'm still cool. Yeah. <laughs> This is real dad vibes. Yeah, but like dad just got divorced. <laughs> yeah, like a new life. Yeah. 
He's like, he yeah. played the song with his car loud. Dad just got divorced and he bought a leather jacket yeah. and a motorcycle. And he's like, yeah, got it. Yeah. New lease on life, man. <laughs> this is such a, this is yeah. such a good you know, Eric, I feel like I'm in the prime of my life. Yeah. Because I didn't, of, yeah. Because I got divorced. You know, yeah. he's not divorced here, but that's what it sounds like. My first marriage hey. just ended. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I love the chorus. Also, everyone in the video was like, yeah, man, we're rocking. Yeah, yeah. We're not fucking around. We're not doing my baby grand. <laughs> this is just, this is what VH1 was. This was exactly in the 90s. what it was. Yeah. Like, this Adult was the contemporary, level. like, yep. aging, like, boomers. Yes. You know, M- MTV for your parents. This was definitively... Uh, there's an MTV's on commercial. Let's go to VH1. Right. Hey, Billy Joe's on. Yeah, yeah no, there's still some good stuff. Yeah. But it's just, uh, I mean, it's the thing. I was not allowed to watch MTV because yep. it was too naughty. But I could watch all the VH1 I wanted. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that's why I have like a deep knowledge of, yeah, like John Mellencamp and like, yeah, um, uh, uh, what was her name? Um, Amy Grant. <laughs> sure. Amy Grant. Yeah. yeah. Desiree. Desiree. You gotta be. I love Desiree. <laughs> it's a great song. Love it. VH1 music. VH1. Yeah. The best is, haven't even gotten to the piano yet. Oh, yeah, no. There's gonna be piano. Yeah, it's still because, Billy Joel. Yeah. Like, right now, it's gonna come, and it's gonna come hard. And I love it. Yeah. Oh, wait, oh, no, no, wait. Yeah, okay. It's the bridge. The Hang piano on. solo is just him playing the lowest key, and then the <laughs> highest key. He's bumping. <laughs> Because he goes to extremes. That if it was truly an extreme, no song, middle C for this Billy. Bing bong, bing bong, bong. Yeah. <laughs> also, sunglasses for the whole song. Yeah, just for people who've never seen this video. It's, I don't want to assume oh, everyone doesn't. Like, like, he's doing that thing where like he's just on the mic, yeah. you know, and he's literally like rocking it, you know, and he's really singing. Yeah. With the with those. Oh, now he's yeah. Also. Standing up while doing the piano because he's a rocker. Yeah, because you're like sit Jerry down. Lee Lewis. Yeah, you wouldn't sit down to do this piano solo, and he's playing hard. I love this. Yeah, and then he's playing and singing. Oh, he's playing with one hand and gripping the mic with the other. I love it. He's so extreme. He's extreme. Also, he doesn't know why. No, no, he just is. It's just a rebel without a cause. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is like he so nostalgic. He's he's responsible for the whole wave of extreme everything in the nineties. <laughs> it wasn't because of skateboarders and stuff. It's Billy, it's Billy Joel. Joel. Yeah, yeah. Extreme piano, especially. Yeah. People heard the song. They're like, "I'm gonna bungee jump and skydive yeah. and do X Games. I'm gonna drink extreme sports drinks and I'm gonna wear extreme deodorant and brush my teeth with extreme toothpaste because it's the nineties. Because it's silly." Here he goes again. Oh, and two piano songs? Yeah. That yeah. is extreme. <laughs> See, if he did one, yeah. it's not that extreme. Yeah. I'm he... sorry. Is that Billy Joel or uh, Gary Sharon? Because this is extreme. <laughs> Pause the greatest thing you've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> uh, Gary Sharon wishes he was as extreme <laughs> as Billy Joel and I go to extremes. That, that actually is maybe accurate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really is. But that piano, I remember hearing that going, yeah, wow, he's playing hard. That's that's rock piano, man. I mean, like, That yeah. is rock piano. Yeah. Um, eh, 
better than I remembered it being. <laughs> Still go. not good or bad. <laughs> it's not like his 70s stuff where he was, you know, everyone was like, he's the greatest person alive. But I'm down for yeah. it. I mean, actually, I'll take this over Piano Man, which is a pretty bad song. I think I would, too. Yeah. 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 There's good... That's the thing with Billy Joel. There's no era of his that's purely good or bad. His whole yes. career... He put out both good and bad shit. Yes. At the same time, it's not like, oh, the early 80s, everything was yeah. terrible. But then he made a comeback. There's always really unlistenable yeah. crap and really good You'll stuff. You'll hear some good on shit. On every album. Yeah, yeah, on every album. And then it'll go from album to album. You're like, this album's great. And then the next one, like, what the fuck is he yeah. doing? Which is really kind of the definition of, like, just get the greatest hits. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, the reason why is because he goes to extremes. Because he goes to extremes. Yes. Yeah. Even he knew it. <laughs> Most mid <laughs> artist of all time, and that's not even a dunk because no. we we did we a like Billy Joel. Our fourth episode ever was an all Billy Joel episode. Yeah. I like Billy Joel. I don't Absolutely. love Billy Joel. I like Billy Joel. You know why? Because everyone likes How Billy Joel. How can you Joel. not like the music? Some yeah. music of Billy Joel. Yeah. yeah, he's like your uncle who comes over and is like he's kind of annoying and maybe. There's some weird stuff in his past. No. Like you love him and like you don't mind hanging out with him once a year. He's fun Christmas. every now and then. It's like, yeah, it's Uncle Billy. He's fun for once a year. It's Uncle Billy. Yeah, it's good stuff. Okay, let's talk about a legend of people. Oh, fuck yeah. This is good. Art Tatum. Yeah. One of the great jazz pianists. Yep. Uh, uh, one of the interesting things about Art Tatum is that very little video footage of him exists at all. Mm-hmm. This clip is from the Spike Jones show. Oh my god. And on an episode that aired April 17th, 1954. Wow. And it's I don't know what the context of him being a guest was or then he was maybe plugging an album. But he performs a, 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 a an old standard called Yesterdays and it really makes you sad that there's not more video footage of him because watching him play Will blow your mind. Oh, good. I'm listening excited. to him will blow your mind anyway. Yeah, but I again not being expert, a, a music expert. People who really know jazz and classical, yeah, can listen with academic ears. And you know, uh, Ham and Egger like me or you, yeah, can listen to classical music and like have an emotional response yeah. and be like, "Ooh, wow, this is." But I don't. I can't pick out the bassoons from no. the oboes, and, I don't, and I don't know what goes into the competition. I don't need Ooh, to. Ooh, that was a tonic shift from E flat major to <laughs> F sharp minor. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to listen to music like that, and even listening to jazz, it's oh, either yeah. like I like this or I don't like this, or I have yeah. this emotional response or this different emotional response. But I can't listen to it and like understand what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So I can listen to Art Tatum and be like, wow, sounds like this guy's on fire. Yeah. But then when you when I watch him play, it's another level. Yeah. It's like his hands are going crazy <laughs> on that keyboard. I can't wait. I've never seen. So it's fun to watch. And this is like the only clip you can watch of him. He's just getting warmed up. Yeah, he's just he's just playing. Yeah. His hands are huge. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, it's like piano's so hard. Yeah, but when you watch guys like this play, yeah, 
This, it's, I, it, they make yeah. it it's so fluid. It's, we, I think we said this on the first piano where we're like, we could play piano. <laughs> when we watch someone play that's really good, we're like, oh, so it's not that big of a deal. It's yeah. not that hard. Yeah. yeah, you just sit down and you play it. You play punk. Yeah. I mean, also because the expression on his face, it looks like he's not trying. Well, he's probably drunk because <laughs> it's Art Tatum. Yeah. And yeah, he just kind of is just like, oh, hum, just yeah. playing the piano. This is what I do. But that's what happens when you are drained. Yes. When you play for years and it's every it's, day. Yeah. You dedicate your whole life to it. Yeah. That's the only thing. We just didn't dedicate our life to it. Yeah. He's just like, it looks like he's just fucking around. Oh, yeah. But it's so, like... Amazing. Also, he's, like, barely looking at the keys. Yeah. Like, I'm like... How are you not just head buried in the uh, ivories? Because right. he's played this a million times. Yeah. And also, this is an old show tune. Oh, and okay. it so doesn't sound like a show tune. I bet I never... he's just improvised on it so much that yeah. it's like unrecognizable. I didn't know this was a show tune. Trivia, trivia fact about it. It's from a 1933 musical called Roberta. Don't know it. Which is which from which also comes the more famous song "Smoke Gets in Your Eyes." Oh, okay, I know yeah. that one. Yeah, I know that one. So that was just Art Tatum that going was off. Cool. Yeah, just like, and then he just got up and went and got a drink. That was done. Yeah, almost literally, because this is from two years before he died. Oh, wow. at, at age forty-seven. Oof. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, Art, but Sorry, you were man. genius while you were with us. You were. Okay. Please explain who this next person is, because I don't know. That's okay. I wouldn't expect you to know Brenda Russell. Mm-hmm. Brenda Russell is uh, a jazz singer, pianist. Mm-hmm. Um, made it big in 1988 with her song, Piano in the Dark. Oh, and, and that's what this is? That's what this is. Oh, okay. She uh, was like a backup singer and producer and pianist uh, since the 70s. was mm-hmm. part of a duo and... Work with like Earth, Wind, and Fire and compose and help them do stuff. And then she's like, it's 88. I'm going to do my own song mm-hmm. and it's going to be soft as baby shit. <laughs> and Kirk, you're going to love it. Mm-hmm. This is a smooth jazz staple, so much so that there's tons of covers for it. Oh, really? So many covers because this is piano and singing. Mm-hmm. And then there's just tons of piano players who do this as covers for smooth jazz. Uh, Particularly a very French guy named Alexander Bouillon. 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 But this is the this is the original text. I don't think you'll like this, but it's very 80s. This is very 80s VH1. Okay. Yeah, I don't know it by her name or the song's name. Maybe I'll recognize Maybe the it, but chorus. I feel like this is one of those things that like everybody like you who listens to R&B radio, yeah. this is one of the 10 biggest hits of the last... 35 years and then guys like me is just like oh, yeah nice. no it was huge it was like nominated for two Grammys mm-hmm. and it was a big deal okay and this is her biggest song Piano in the Dark oh, Piano yeah, in the Dark that's that 1988 sound yeah another black and white video another black and white we should, we should have gone out of our way to pick all <laughs> only black and white videos because the piano keys get it it would have been like another level what the fuck Paul why did you bring that up a week ago that's genius <laughs> I didn't think of it till just now oh that's genius there's always piano three yep like I've heard this song so many times I've heard songs that sound like this yeah 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 yeah, good. Uh, 
Brenda she, Russell. She's just, she's just sad by the window. Yeah, just light streaming in on yeah. a sad afternoon. It's <laughs> sad afternoon. Next to her yeah. grand piano. I think it's grand. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Baby grand at best. Baby grand at best. Because you can't have a grand in an apartment that size. No. It's a pretty big apartment, but it's not that big. Also, what's making me laugh is there's a harp in the, in the <laughs> apartment as well. Well, she's a real musician. She is a real musician. I do not believe she knows harp. But she does know piano. So, of course, it's decorative harp. It's decorative harp. Is there piano in this? Or is there like a it's solo? It's getting coming? there, Paul. Okay, okay. Don't rush the piano. She's, it's going to happen at the chorus or after the chorus. Here's the chorus as she makes some tea. Still don't hear piano. It's coming. Okay. I, be, I mean, if she's a piano player, I, and yes. it's called Piano in the Dark, <laughs> I assume that there's piano <laughs> on the be track. Mad? <laughs> here it goes, right here. Yeah. It's coming up after this. There you go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's it subtle, Paul. Oh, it's yeah. Not, oh, and now they've got her she's playing. Yeah. It's not... Well, actually, it's not. It's the guy she's in love with. Oh. The oh, story okay. is she's in love with a guy who's playing piano in the dark. But in the, in the song, she's yeah. playing it. She, oh, because she's a harpist. Yes. Her character is a harpist. Her character is a harpist who sometimes, she doesn't know piano. Right. She knows harp, even yeah. though she has a piano in her apartment. Does this record, do you recognize any of this? This is one of those songs where it's like, I've heard, it's so Blake. And, and, <laughs> yep. Blake. Blake. This is a word I just made up. It means bland and vague. <laughs> which is, I was trying to decide on which word, so it's I just said genius. the both. It's very Blake. Yeah, it's very Blake. And I can't tell if I've heard it or just heard many other songs from the late 80s that sound like it. Yes. In a writing. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. So this is, in this, so it's making you nostalgic for a song you don't know just because yeah. of the age. Yes. Yes. I think okay. the, the, the piano is what makes it unique. Yes. But it's not like, it doesn't stand out enough. It's not like iconic enough that I know like, oh yes, this is that song with that piano part. <laughs> yes. Yes. In your subconscious, you've heard this a lot. I may have heard it before in my life, okay. but I can't say for sure. Fun fact, I bought this album. Yeah. <laughs> you, did you, you bought this and Raw Like Sushi at the same trip to Sam Goody. Probably. Because yeah. <laughs> they were in there at the same time. I bought this album because the album's called Get There. Yeah. Uh, Get There was the second hit. I bought it for this song. Uh-huh. And uh, the rest of the album's not great. Um, well, this was a time when if you wanted to hear the yeah. song, you had to buy all the songs on the CD. Yes. Same reason I bought Alexandra's Bouillon's yeah. Piano in the Dark, because he did the cover of this, and I was like, well, I'm going to get that too. And you own every version ever recorded. <laughs> of, of You're the world's <laughs> foremost collector of Piano <laughs> in the Dark records. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I, have, I hold seminars. Yeah. There's a weird article <laughs> of you in a local newspaper <laughs> once. Yeah. In a picture of you standing awkwardly in front of your collection. Like this. It's going... It's like this high. Yes. Kirk, Kirk Pinchon of Burbank owns more versions of... Piano in the Dark. Piano in the Dark than exist in the world. But that's impossible. He did it. He did. We, we didn't thought there was only one. No. There's multiple. That's Piano in the Dark. Yeah. It's a song. That was... 
the kirkest choice possible. <laughs> the, uh, How did you wait for piano two for that? Um, I don't know why I didn't think of that. Because <laughs> this was the first song I thought of yeah. when piano two. I was like, well, I'm going to do piano in the dark. You know why I didn't think of it? Because even though the piano was there, you were in the dark. I see. Well played, sir. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to some classical music. What, Paul? Yeah. We don't do classical here. I don't know if we've ever done anything This will be the first classical. Did I pick out something classical for the first piano episode? I'm not sure. I thought it was mostly jazz. I think it was, but this is the man, Leonard Bernstein. You know Leonard Bernstein. Yeah, I know that guy. Leonard Bernstein is a famous man who famously explained classical music to America in the 1950s. Yes. On television. Particularly children. He's famous for yes. his shows on TV. It's the only thing I know him from. Yeah, that's the only thing most people, especially nowadays, know him from. Yeah. But he also wrote the music for West Side Story yeah. and things like that. I had a, a cassette of him when I was a kid narrating Peter and the Wolf. Well, it's great. Uh, and it's, it's going to be the new Bradley Cooper movie. Yes, there's a movie coming out about him. Yeah. We didn't plan. I didn't no, plan synergy around that. This no. is not promotional. No. Don't say what platform is coming out on. Yeah, that's right. Because we haven't been paid. Yet. And don't say the name of it. No. If you even know. But you know Bradley Cooper and what yeah. he does. But this is just a clip I found of out of many clips of Leonard Bernstein explaining things about music in a very entertaining way. This one was short enough to put on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. he's talking about an iconic piece of... Classical music. Now, this is not from the 50s. I'd wager that this is from the 70s. Okay. Maybe late 70s. And he's it looks like he's home in his apartment, just sitting at the piano, Mm -hmm. explaining Beethoven's third to you. Okay. Officially, Symphony Number 3. Do you know Symphony Number 3? Yes. This is one of the more famous ones. Okay. I had the CD of, uh, of three. Symphony number three in E-flat major, <laughs> opus 55. Oh, that's the best opus. A.K.A. the Symphonia Eroica by Ludwig van Beethoven. The best. The best. He was the best. Oh, he was oh, Don't get me started. So some facts. Symphony number three is Beethoven's third symphony. Oh, Okay. He wrote it in 1804 after Symphony Number no. Two, but before Symphony Number no. Four. <laughs> that's weird. But that's all the explaining I'm gonna do. Let's let Leonard Bernstein take it away. Leonard Bernstein on Beethoven. On Beethoven Number Three. He's just a fascinating man. I love to listen to him Can talk. Can you imagine what it's like that to voice. stand on the podium? Yeah. Being about to conduct the Eroica Symphony of Beethoven. I like how he's got his leg up on the bench. Yeah, that's just casual. Great hair. With the thunderbolt, Thor with his hammer. And in this first movement alone, the hammer blows rain thick and fast, beginning with the two opening chords. (laughs) And hardly ever letting up. Before you know it, you get this. He's just cooking. Yeah. Look at all that hair. That oh, moves. it's glorious when he's playing. It's glorious. I think that's the key to his talent. And before you know it, oh, yeah. You got Put your hand this. through it. I don't know this at all. Well, this is just the piano part. Okay. Right? 
banging that shit. Mm-hmm. And so it goes. Even in the lyrical sections, there are constant unexpected stabs, sforzati. He's really good at this. What I like about him is he's a music nerd like us. But educated about music. That's not the, like us. The like, only difference. Yes, you can tell he like he's excited about talking yes. about music, but also knows what he's talking yeah, about. Unlike us, uh, yeah, we just make estimates. <laughs> he's smart. We yeah, dumb. We dumb. Big lines like here. This one place where you wouldn't expect stabs, but they come. <laughs> Um, the thing is, yeah. what's great about him is I don't understand what he's saying, but I get what he's saying. Yeah. Like, he's helping me understand, and I still don't understand. Yeah, he's saying big chunks of it are just this very aggressive, yeah. slammy, sort of hard rock, sort of heavy metal, well, really. You sound exactly it was like the first heavy metal. Are you related to Leonard Bernstein? Because you talk just like yeah. him. But then he'll play, like, real pretty shit. Yeah. But then still throw in some of those stamps, <laughs> you know? He'd like to stab you. You are exactly like Leonard Bernstein. Infecting this flowing love. There's no let up in this tension. Beethoven stamps and howls his way through more than 50 minutes. And that's only the first moment. All in all, he keeps it up for a good 50 minutes. Wow. But it's not all standing and howling. That's right. Put your hand through your hair. (laughs) You're more interested in his hair than in Oh, his hair's great. (laughs) Fucking love it. Beethoven's pigeonhole is clearly labeled the Raging Titan. He stamps and he howls. Yeah, he stamps and howls. He stamps and howls. That makes sense. I, I listen to that. Beethoven's music and I'm like, this guy's really stamping, stamping and howling. Stamping and howling. Charm, for example, is not one of the attributes usually associated with Beethoven, mm. nor is the gift for pure melody. Interesting. Didn't know that. Schubert. Kind of sucked, actually. <laughs> yeah. You know? kind it's of not charming. His music's not good. Just, it's just loud. It's really just, yeah, it's just it's noise. Like, it's just kinda, noise to me. It's kind of like the ACDC of Yeah, uh, he's like the first... Uh, he, Beethoven, in a way, kind of invented dubstep. <laughs> yes. Right? It's just like uh, howling and stabbing. It's like, and, uh, it's like he was early ska. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, there is charm abounding in the symphony, as well as one of the prettiest tunes on record. That is pretty. Yeah. Oh. All of which goes to prove that. <laughs> yeah, put your cool way he's put your leg up, up and put yeah. the leg up on the bench, and Fuck it's like it. Billy Joel could never fucking riz. Yeah. <laughs> With a spirit as cosmic as that of Beethoven's, whatever one says invites a counterstatement or a contradiction. The answer to the Beethoven phenomenon is not really expressive, except in terms of the mysterious genius. Of a man who is capable of uniting all contradictions into one single perfect entity. Was this for PBS? Yeah, probably. Because where else would you see this? I mean, back in the day, CBS. I guess that's true. Yeah, the yeah. BBC. Yeah, right. Yeah. Nope, that makes sense. They used to have tap programming for smart people, yeah. even on a regular TV. Uh, <laughs> that was very informative. Yeah. Um, I feel like you could just like bring up any piece of music. There's there's video of him talking about ragtime, oh, jazz, wow. rock and roll, that. any classical. I feel like you could put any piece of music in front of him yeah. and he would just talk for an hour about oh, yeah. it and like 
talk prose about it. Yes. Talk thoughtfully about it. Wax rhapsodic. And not just like, not no ums and ahs. He would just have things to say. Yeah, he's got it. And you'd be fascinated. Yeah, I agree. And he has the best voice and the best hair of all time. Such good hair. (laughs) Such good hair. Oh, yeah. God bless him. Very curious to see Bradley Cooper try to pull off the gravitas. Yeah, we'll see. A Leonard Bernstein. Yeah. He'll pull off the hair. I don't know if he'll pull off the gravitas. There's a great, not to go off on a tangent, but there's a version of West Side Story they did in the 80s that was all opera. Like they had Kiri Takanawa and uh, uh, the Spanish three tenor. Oh, yeah. uh, Whose name I can't remember. Like do the parts of Maria and Tony. And it's terrible. I don't like West Side Story anyway, and I'm not like an opera fan. So combining them doesn't thrill me. But they did make a documentary about the making of it, where they were, like, in the studio where they recorded. It was just recorded in studio. Yeah. And Leonard Bernstein conducted it, and it's fascinating <laughs> to watch him he run just, this show. Yeah, I would love to see him run a show. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, you grumpy old bastard. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. His way or no way. Yeah. I, I just love that guy. Yeah. Uh, okay, hard left turn oh, from Leonard yeah. Bernstein. Yeah, let's get into some salt and pepper. Yeah, you didn't think Kirk was not going to talk about hip hop just because the yeah. episode is piano. No, man, I was like, let's talk some salt and pepper. Yeah, a get song up. I don't know. Oh, you will love this. Okay, it's this, well, I know I will. It's salt yeah, and pepper. salt and pepper. This is early salt and pepper, uh, right after Shake Your Thing, but so, before Push It. Oh, no, right around the same time. Push It might have been first. Okay. So this is the third single off of Assault with a Deadly Peppa. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest <laughs> album names ever. Yeah. Uh, this is Get Up, parenthetical, Everybody Get Up. Mm-hmm. And there's just a piano loop in this that is fucking great mm-hmm. and makes the entire song. Okay. Let's. And there's a lot of preamble. <laughs> They got arrested by Kid and Play. Oh, there's like a sketch? Yeah. By it's Kid and Play. It's a continuation of Shake Your Thing, where in Shake Your Thing, they got arrested for being too nasty. Uh, and they got arrested by Kid and Play, who are cops, and Herbie Lovebug, who was their producer. So this is like part two. And there's Spin. Spinderella. Saying, we got, we got a party to go to. And they're like, no, I'm not getting arrested again. This is Salt and Pepper before they were glamorous. Yeah. When they were around the way girls. Around the way girls. Yeah. yeah. And then they got it up. Yeah. Oh, the hair. Yeah. So it's just this beat. And then every now and then you're going to hear this piano part come in. Kid and play. And that's Herbie Lovebug? That's Herbie Lovebug. It's a good beat. Yeah, you know what that is? No. Do you not know what that sample is? <laughs> no idea. You didn't look that up for the piano episode. Why? Well, all I, all I need to know is that it's salt and peppers. It's together. Parliament. Oh, yeah, it is. That's all your goodies are gone. That's right. Oh, shit. That's a good sample. Yeah, it's a good sample. But I've never heard this salt and pepper song, so yeah. I didn't know that that was it. This is one of my favorite uh, salt and pepper songs. Yeah, I don't, I don't know this one. Yeah, it's it's a it was a medium hit when it came out. Yeah, that's a good sample. Yeah, it's All really good. Yeah. It's just that and the drum beat, and then it's just them dancing. <laughs> Ooh, like thriller stuff. Yeah. I ain't going out like 
Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah this now, was, of course, I know that they had hits earlier, but yeah, for me, the, the you're like the shoe bear, right? Yeah, very necessary yeah, was yeah. the album. Yeah. Shoot, what a man. Yeah. Uh, none of your business. That's, that's These were all huge radio hits yeah. when I was a little kid. See, for me, it was, I was like 15, 16, where it was Assault with a Deadly Puppet, which yeah. is this album. They had the album before this, and I can't remember the name of it. They had some pretty, pretty okay hits, yeah. but then they fell really big here. They would play Push It on the radio, but they didn't really play this, the, you know, this earlier. Yeah, this this was not as big. This was just on, like, R&B radio. Dustin. Yeah, this is where they're a little, they're a little hard. They're yeah, hard. well, this is 80s hip-hop. This yeah. is that cadence yeah. of late 80s hip-hop. Yeah. And but that, that that little Parliament sample really is just really, like the perfect amount of so flavor in that. Yep. It's different. And then they're dancing against guys. They're dance-off. Yeah. I don't think of them as dancers. But no, they can dance. Yeah. With the shotgun. Yeah. And there comes... I like how they bring it in. It's just, yeah, it goes in and out and it yeah. really makes it more effective. Yeah, that's why I love it. Because yeah. you don't want it the whole time. Because there are samples where, like, in, it's an entire hook, and the yes. song is built around the sample. Yep. And this is just, like, seasoning. Yes. Sweet right? flavor. You don't even know it's there, really, yep. unless you're listening for it. Unless you're here for it. Or you know Parliament, and yeah. you're like, oh, that's all your goodies are about. And it just, but, it kind of gives you a little lift. Yeah. Yeah, you need it. That's good. That's good use of sample. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Pep says, say that crap. You can slap me if you want. I mean, you can slap me all day. <laughs> but they really also did like, and I love it too, where like, by when when you came uh, in your era, they yeah. really did the glow up. But it was like a natural glow up. You didn't look at it and go, what the fuck happened to Salt and Pepper? It was like yeah. a, a natural progression. <laughs> I don't want to say anything like objectifying about them, but like, they're not... They're not sexy here, but they're not trying to be sexy. No, they're just trying to be like yeah, they're wearing yeah. leather jackets and jeans and being sort of street. Yeah, very necessary era. They're like, okay, let's get glamorous. Yes, but not lose our edge at all. Exactly. We're not going to soften ourselves. No, we're just going to be hot. Yes, <laughs> we're going to be the same kind yeah. of people. Pepper just is better. just as intimidating. Yeah. in 1993 as she is here, they're still hard. But it's like, oh shit. You're hot. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're hot and hard. Yeah. This dancing is great, too. I forgot how good this dancing is. Yeah, this is good stuff. It's very Michael jackson Yeah. Very much like we're going to have a dance-off with yeah. the guys. Yeah. It's thriller and bad. Yep. But it's salt and pepper. And I'm glad they gave uh, Spinderella some camera time yeah, as well. Yeah, the, the Spinderella, underrated. Yeah, she's cool. Not away. Boom. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fun sample. Yeah. Good Great song. I, you know, I'm always here for salt and pepper. Yeah. No I know. What. What. That's not good. Uh, let's go back in time, though, to the 1960s yeah. and talk about another legend who I don't think we've ever talked about on the show. Did we put Strange Fruit on? I don't know. Wait. Under what context we would have done no. Strange Fruit? Uh, Rhode Island Jazz Festival. 
No, that was Anita O'Day. <laughs> Didn't we have two? But we had two jazz festivals. Well, Nina Simone wasn't, unless it was from a different jazz festival. Okay, she's not in that movie. Regardless, thank God she's here. It's Nina Simone. Yes. But this is at a festival. This is her performing at the night. What's going on with the voice again for her? Because I'm going to talk a foreign language and I have to. Oh, I get it. Uh, I have to underscore it by being crass. <laughs> You're doing crass. It's the 1965 Festival de Jazz in Antibes, France. <laughs> okay. That's what this is from. Right. You're nailing it. The Festival de Jazz. Yes. Because you needed that because of the language. Right. Uh, but this is her doing Mississippi Goddamn. I don't think I know this. No? I might this is one maybe. of her most famous tunes. This is like a civil rights. Maybe. Anthem. I mean, th- during COVID, there was a great Nina Simone documentary that we watched. I still haven't watched it. It's and I really love good. Nina Simone. It's yeah. just so good. I'd be surprised if they didn't feature. They a might have heard doing Mississippi yeah. Goddamn. Because um, Nina Simone, despite being a black woman in America in the 50s and 60s was never afraid to be angry no. and say what was on her she fucking mind. Fuck. She didn't give a shit what anybody thought. Yeah. She was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and so this is just a civil rights protest song uh, from 1960. The recorded version is from 64. This is from 1965. This is her doing Mississippi Goddamn. Oh, yeah. No, I know this. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we're not Alabama's witnessing virtuoso so piano playing here, Tennessee but this song rules. Yeah. That voice. She's the is best. insane. This is good. I forgot. I think this is like it done in like a montage form for the song in the, in the yeah. documentary. I can't stand the pressure much longer. Somebody say a prayer. Alabama's got me so upset. Governor Wallace has made me lose my rest. You know who uh, Governor Wallace is in Antibes? What? I said, do they know who Governor Wallace oh, is in Antibes? Probably not. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They just know they that get, she they fucking rocks. Yeah, they know she's angry, and rightfully so. Nina Simone just makes you always feel like she's disappointed in you. You've done something because wrong. Because she is. Yes. And for good reason. If you watch the documentary, too, you'll be like, one of the greatest smokers in the history of smoking. Oh, yeah? Oh, my God. Just, like, knows how to hold the cigarette while she's, like, <laughs> in the studio going over stuff. Yeah. Oh. It was like, you know Smokey. You're cool. As I've said before, Smokey doesn't make you cool. It enhances yes. what you've already got. Uh, it's and no one's cooler than me. I mean, it's crazy how good and cool she is with the cigarette. I always imagine, too, like... The bands that she's with, that she formed, yeah, that she must have been like, 
like miles and stuff where they're like looking to her for the cue. Yeah. If they fucked up, she'd be like, you fucked up. Yelling them on the bus like yeah. money rich. Yeah, like you gotta <laughs> just feel like she has a very specific mindset about that. She's in charge. Yeah, don't fuck with her shit. I love the bassist right next to her too. Yeah, I love the call and response they do with her too. She's really performing the song too. You know? Yeah, she's acting. I mean, she—I don't think she's acting. She but you know bad. what I mean? Yeah. She's embodying the uh, exactly. She's embodying. It's a good word. Too many quick cuts for this doc- for this for a documentary this old. I wonder yeah. if it was re-edited by some. I feel like it was because it's a little much. That's rough. I mean, yeah. she literally was like, yeah, fuck off. Fuck you, white people. Yeah. <laughs> and, and rightly so. Right? And I also honestly always think of this song anytime there's some hot button issue and someone's like, well, you can't change things too fast. You have to. You yeah. have to take your time. It's gotta go slow, guys. Yeah, and I always think of I think of this song and the too slow, like yeah. you know that call and response. Yeah, yeah it's like slow. we're dying. Yes. <laughs> Don't stop it. You know, like people made the same arguments in, about gay rights. Yeah, exactly. And about you gotta take time. Trans rights. It's like you gotta take your time. It's like fucking people are dying. No. You How, gotta take it. Yeah. I don't need to. It, it's uh, just I'm uncomfortable with it, so go, go, go slow. Give me time. I love how she just stood up, and was like I'm done. Yeah, she's, I did. She's like the song's over. I'm done. Well, Nina Simone's whole attitude all the time is over it. Yeah, <laughs> like she's like I'm done. I did. Yeah. yeah. She ruled. Yeah. He's been dead for twenty years. I remember when she died. That's I was very crazy. upset. Yeah. Look at all these cool French people who are like, oh, she's very good. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was that accent? Oh, she's very good. She's very, very good. She's very, very good. Yeah. That's French. That's French. Yeah. French. Uh, <laughs> so that's Nina fucking no, Simone. No, put that on. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Go from Nina Simone to... The best go-go song ever? I mean, I know this song. I'm racking my brain trying to think song. of piano in this. Oh, fuck yeah. There's some... Killer piano in this. Okay. Yeah. It's Head Over Heels. Head Over Heels. Maybe the best Go-Go song. Oh, I love this song. Yeah. And I'm like, is this the first time we've had the Go-Go's on? Oh, that's a good question. Maybe in early 80s? I one? think, no. I think in a punk episode, I showed a clip of them playing. I think you did. In Hollywood no. in the early you 80s right. or something. That's that years yeah. ago. <laughs> but I don't know if we've ever watched like just a video of peak pop era Go-Go's. This is, you can't get more peak Go-Go's than this. Yeah. Is this... Uh, I mean, I, Belinda sings, but I wonder who wrote this. Did Jane write this? That's a it great question. It feels like Jane. I always... feels I, like a Jane song. Didn't, didn't Jane write all of them? I mean, Jane's... I mean, she's the chief. Yeah. You know. I thought she wrote, like, all the Belinda songs. sings, but but I yeah. feel like any of the uh, the, the poppiest hits are, are Jane's songs. I think so. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the song starts with piano. Does it? Yeah. Okay. There you go. Well, okay, that's the most <laughs> electric... Keyboard look, ever, look but in, look in the look in the video. Ah, uh, yeah, so good. Love the go-go's. 
It's piano. Oh, I didn't see it. Uh, it's so it's so weird to me knowing that like they were one of the gnarliest punk bands in Hollywood, yeah. and then they were just one of the bands that were like, "We want to make money and be popular, so let's." I'm not going to say sell out, but no, I don't think they changed out. their style yes. completely because she looked so cute and clean. Yeah. Oh cut. yeah, Belinda Carlisle was nasty as yeah. fuck. Yeah, which is weird because you didn't know that. Because right, and they weren't no popular yet, so it's not like there's videos or that music yeah. available. But anything you read about the punk exactly. scene in the early '80s, they were like Belinda Carlisle was a fucking cyclone. Yeah, <laughs> and you're just like. You, just you cocaine that, and yes. fucking all day and night. Like just, you would hear that decades later. Yeah. And at the time you just thought, oh, the Go-Go's, they're a cute girl band. They were infamous. Yeah, which is crazy. They were nuts. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, let's be, let's like clean it up and make yeah. a trillion dollars. Let's do it. Let's be huge. And do it well. They're an awesome pop band. Awesome. Awesome. But Maybe I do should. wish... There were more recordings, both visual and audio. It would be interesting to see because it of them nothing. in like 1980. Yeah. yeah, they turned quick. Yeah. Uh, just smiling. They're just happy. I love this song so yeah. much. Oh. One of my forever crushes. Oh. I love Jane Whelan so much. I mean, I love both of them. Like, Yeah, it's an electric piano. It's a Yamaha. It's a piano. Sure, it counts. Yeah. I was just trying to think of the song, like, where's the... I'm thinking of more piano-y piano. Yeah. It's right to camera. She's pretty. Yeah. It's so colorful, too. Yeah. Uh, I love Jamie. That, like, synthetic hand clap. It's crazy, too, because wasn't it, like, early on, they were just like, yeah, we didn't really know how to play instruments. Yeah, because they were, they were punk yeah, bands. Yeah. They got good. Like, yeah. this is, like, good, like... It's great pop. Yeah. I mean, Jane Wheedlin has great pop hooks. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think they didn't last much longer after this. Is this on, uh, um, got on, uh... Vacation or the first album? Uh, God, I think God this is, no. This is like their third album because was it was like Beauty and the Beat, Beauty and the Beat. Thank you. Vacation, and then there was the third. And one? this is after that. This is like their last. I thought this was up. their last yeah. hit. I mean, of course, they reunited in two thousand one and released God Bless the yeah. No Go. This is my favorite part because it's the piano, the piano solo. Yeah. Oh yeah, forgot about this. Yeah, be like electric baby grand. That's yeah. cool. That you could fit in your apartment. I should get one of those. You should get one. and not play. Uh, okay. Uh, released in 1984 as the first single from the third studio album, Talk Show. Talk Show. That's yes. right. Wow. I've, Head Over Heels is, is so massive. I forgot that it's on fucking Talk Show. Yes. Listen to this. Yeah. I love this bass part. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Um... Written by Charlotte and Kathy. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, right? Good for them. Yeah. And Jane has called it just a classic, like a little pop truffle of chocolate that's just completely delicious. Yeah. Ugh. 
such a I'm shocked that it was those two. What a great band. Such a good band. But then that Jane like, Whelan is adorable. It's so Which adorable. is so condescending considering she would kick my ass. Oh, she fuck your shit up. <laughs> this was a uh, Billboard Hot 100 at 11. Came in at that should have gone top 10. That should have been higher. Yeah. Come on, been. America. And then I think, and then it was, and then, you know, a year later, I think Belinda Carla went solo. Yeah. Come on, that piano yeah, bar. I, you know, I love Belinda Carlisle, but Rush Hour by Jane Whelan. I love Rush Hour. Any Belinda Carlisle. I, I agree. Record, yeah. I love I love Rush Hour. That's oh. my favorite Go-Go song. And also, like, the most piano-heavy one that they've done. Yeah, but it's like, I never thought of it as, you know, the piano never really registered. It's like the piano hook in Salt and Pepper. Like, yeah. It's the seasoning that makes the song. Exactly. But in that way that it's not over the top, you know, yeah. it's not like listening to a Bruce Hornsby record where it's just all piano, you know, How it's do like. We put Bruce Hornsby on. Eh, there's going to be piano three. Okay, I almost good. had Bruce Hornsby. <laughs> I was, he, he, I found a live version of the way it is from just a couple years I ago. That's I great. fucking love that song. Um, but that's for another, that's yeah. for another time. Um, yeah, but I never, I've never thought of this as like, yes, there's a very prominent piano yeah. on this song. But not only is there, there's a whole piano solo. Yeah. That's great. It's awesome. Good pick. Love it. Thank you. I never would have thought of it, and I love the go Oh, it's so good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, my next clip is a favorite of yours. Oh, favorite of Anne's. Yeah. We talked about Tom Waits on the last episode. Yes. Because we watched, for the David Fincher episode, we watched Patty Smythe's Cover of Downtown Train. Oh, revelation. Yeah. Oh, revelation. Um, I know you don't like Tom Waits, so you're just going to have to sit through this. Because I, I love, love Tom Waits. Tom Waits yeah. As an actor. Mm-hmm. I love him as a talk show guest. Yeah. <laughs> Hate his music. Well, there's a few different eras of Tom Waits. Yes. Original Tom Waits, 70s Tom Waits, 20-something Tom Waits, was this Los Angeles beat. Poet, yeah, inspired Jack Kerouacky, Bukowski like. I was about to say Bukowski, figured like yeah. jazz bow hobo kind of yeah. guy, uh, who made cool jazzy folk yeah. music and like was bumming around Los Angeles and having sex with Ricky Lee Jones and you know crazy getting drunk and whatever living at the Tropicana. Yeah, and then in the early eighties. Uh, he married Kathleen Brennan and she was like, you should listen to Captain Beefheart. And he's like, I'm going to move to New York and be a weirdo. <laughs> and so he did. And then in the 90s, he got even weirder and then he got weirder and weirder. And now he's like this weird ghoul who haunts yes. the junkyard kind of figure. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. makes this plinky plonky scary carnival music. Yep. Which I'm here for all of it. I'm here for him on David Letterman every time he was on Letterman. Okay. He's so entertaining. Yeah. I like his acting. I like one song. Which song? It's from the uh, soundtrack of Smoke. Uh, uh, You're Innocent When You Dream. Okay. And it's a, I do like that song. Everything else, I'm like, woof. Well, anyway, all that said. Didn't know he played piano. Is that stupid of me? Kind of. Maybe <laughs> you just don't know, like, 70s jazzy. Okay. Uh, Tom Waits. I mean, he's still got that voice. It's so weird that, like, the clip we're going to watch, he's like 26 or 27. And he's like, and he's <laughs> But this is jazzier, cool. This is a okay. cool time. Maybe I like this. Where he wears a newsboy cat askew on his head and smokes cigarettes and I, does songs about hookers and strippers. Another and, great smoker. 
And yes, and also like this era, Tom is very LA. This mm. is a performance from 1976 of a song off his second album in 1974, The Heart of Saturday Night. His first album, he actually, his first album was very San Diego. He spent time in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And his first album is way more like kind of wannabe singer songwritery. Oh, like, really? Sort of mopey. Mm-hmm. Uh, like piano lounge music. This is, he's starting to develop the persona of like, I'm in like a jazz guy. I'm a guy. Right? Jazzy Tom Yes. <sighs> but I love how LA, like dirty LA he is. Yeah. You know? Uh, so anyway, this is New Coat of Paint, which is from Danish television in 1970. Well, that should be, this should be fascinating yeah. of itself. Oh, Jesus Christ. He looks cool. Yeah. Six, six, look how fucking good he smokes. <laughs> Wow, okay, yeah, I didn't know he could play piano like that. Yeah, he always played piano, especially in the early I never years. thought in of the early years more. I guess I just thought he was a crooner guy. Yeah. Not in the sense. Because well, he also plays guitar sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So far, I like this. So far, I'm, I'm here for it. But if it's, if it's voice, his voice is Yeah, it's the voice that's going to hit me. This is great. Yeah, he's cool. X. Give me all of this. Yeah. Don't, don't sing. Don't sing. Don't sing. Yeah. just He's cool. He is cool. That voice sounds so affected to me, and I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. But Especially when he's, you realize this, this kid's in his 20s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you saw someone do this in 2023, you'd be like... Fuck this kid. Yeah. If you saw someone do this in 2023, you'd say, this person was born in 1996. Yeah. Yeah. The year I started high school. The year I moved to L.A. Yeah. He plays piano really interesting yeah. where it's like almost like on his pads. Yeah. You see like with Art Tatum, it's all like light and right. like... He's really just like Plink plunk. plunk. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's not I doubt he's classically trained. Yeah, he just yeah. He's just accompanying himself. This band is great. Yeah. Like, no joke, whenever he's not singing on this. How but the voice fits that sort of It does, but I hate that it. Saturday night LA C D scrappy jazzy yeah. like totally get it. Just don't want it. I don't like the sound and also he's got a weird cadence his cadence is very off it's 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 off beat and so for me I don't like it I'm very I'm very I love all Tom Waits so it is Anne I gotta see if she knows this when I go home I ask if she knows a new coat of pain I'm sure there are people who are like I only like 70s Tom Waits and then I bet you swordfish trombones and after I can't do (laughs) um But uh, yeah, if I had to pick, I, I like. I mean, this is his more ex- accessible yeah. stuff. Definitely, this is accessible. Yeah, that was great. You just don't like his Astros voice. Just don't like his voice. Yeah, but that itself was fucking great. I figured, as far as Tom Waits goes, this is the best it's going to get for Kirk. Yes, because it's cool, jazzy stuff, and there's good sax on. Yeah, it's good sax on. Yeah. Everyone looks fucking seventies cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's a great smoker. Oh, God, so good. 
You don't get that voice by 27. Even if you're affecting it, you still have to be able to yeah, do it. You have to be able to do it. You have to and that's just whiskey and cigarettes. All and day long. Gargling hot asphalt. <laughs> <laughs> and just going, nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just do Tom Waits. That's also when he talks, he sounds like that. So I guess I can't fault him. He's not being affected, I guess. Yeah. That's just his voice. But then he's when he's at home with Kathleen, he's like, Hi, honey. Hello. I sound like Michael Jackson. Right? <laughs> Everyone should know that no one knows what This is just my character. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, what is Kiefer? Kiefer. I literally discovered Kiefer about six weeks ago. Okay. So this is brand new for me, and I'm obsessed with this motherfucker. Okay. This is jazz piano over lo-fi hip-hop beats. Oh, wonderful. It's so good. I already know this is going to be great. This is, and I learned of it because of TikTok's algorithm. Uh Uh-huh. It just fed me. He has this new song on it. It's just a single called Dreamer. And TikTok fed it to me, and I was like, well, I love this. So I put all of it on my Spotify as yeah. favorite. And then at the same time, KCRW started playing Dreamer. And I was like, well, now I'm cool. <laughs> because now I know. They're playing yeah. the fuck out of Dreamer so much so that a couple days ago, we were listening to KCRW and they were playing it. And I was like, oh, this is your music. And I was yeah. like, oh, this is Kiefer. It's called Dreamer. And as I said that, the DJ comes on. That was Kiefer, by the way. And I was like, see? This is not that because there's no real good video for that. Uh-huh. This is Superhero. Mm-hmm. This is from like 2021, maybe? Maybe okay. 2020. And it's just an animated video courtesy of his record label, Stone's Throw. Yeah. And it's just an animated video of him in his apartment yeah. What he does all day. Well, we're looking at the first, the frame it's great. of the opening, and it tells you a lot. The shot of his apartment that looks like a screenshot from The Sims video. Yes, game. yes. But on the wall, he has several posters that tell you what you need to know. Yes. There's a poster of Kobe Bryant. Yes. But then there's, uh, there's a Chick Korea and Herbie Hancock poster. Yes. And. There's a poster of Kiefer. Yes, in of Kiefer himself. Star. And then there's something about vinyl. because Our vinyl weighs a ton, yeah. which looks like uh, either a movie poster. I would guess that's like a documentary. Yeah, maybe. I don't, that's know, what a, I don't know what that is either. Yeah. And it's a like loft kind of apartment. Yeah, it's a cool guy's apartment. Who has, there's a Lakers jersey there because he's from L.A. He's got a, a upright piano yep. right there in his apartment. And a keyboard and, computer. An extensive record collection. Yes. So he's a very... Uh, Millennial, the millennial hipster. Yeah, jazz, jazz. But the music is fucking great. I saw once, and I think I've said this before, so forgive me for repeating myself, but it bears repeating. A tweet or a meme or something Mm. that said something to the effect of "lo-fi hip hop beats is Muzak for millennials." Yeah, and I remember thinking like that hurts, (laughs) but. It's very accurate. I will not argue that. <laughs> and I, yeah, it doesn't make me not like that music, but oh. <laughs> yeah. And, and Kiefer's got like three or four albums. Yeah. And uh, I this year might be the year of Kiefer on Spotify for me. Well, I've listened to hours and hours yeah. and hours of lo-fi hip-hop beats and could not tell you the name of a single artist or None. song. Because it's that kind of thing where it's like you just pull up that YouTube channel. Yes. And you let it play in the background while you work. Yep. 
and it's music for millennials. Yes, exactly. You <laughs> it's just relaxing, it. mu- relaxing music that you can ignore. Yes, that you don't know what any of it is. And it's just playing in the background. Keeps you going, yeah. and when you stop, you're like, "Oh, this is really good." But we know that this is Kiefer. Yes, superhero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can already feel yourself typing on the computer. Yeah. And his piano comes in real soon, and you're like, yep, oh, it's it fits. mellow as fuck. Oh, it's so good. And then his p- piano fits it perfectly. Ready? Yeah. Yep. It hits you right there, and you're like, I don't know who this is. It could yeah. be anybody. It's Kiefer. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Just really good stuff. And then the video is just showing, you know, like, Sims, like, what he does throughout the day. Yeah, he's just hanging out in his apartment. This yes. animated version of him. So he's playing watching, video games, watching TV. Watching TV. He's got the Roomba. Ooh, he's listening to Mad Villainy. Yeah. That's the, uh, yeah. The MF Doom. The MF Doom album. Yeah. Playing the piano. And then he falls asleep, takes a nap, he eats some noodles. Yeah. Some cereal. He probably took an edible at some point. Yeah. He's on a Zoom call. Yeah. Then he naps. And then it just goes on repeat. Oh. It's a day in the life of Kiefer. Yeah. Like, this to me... There's probably someone who would watch this and be like, Wow, what a boring, sad life. And for me, it's like, this is all I want out of life. <laughs> I yeah. just want to be in my apartment all the time. Enter- entertaining myself. Occasionally working, being on Zoom calls, which is a nightmare, but you gotta do it. Yeah. Taking a nap. Taking that plane to music. Like, this just looks like bliss. It's this. These guys live this in This looks life. like what this music makes me feel like. Yes, ex- I 100% agree with you. <laughs> yes. Just let me stay home in my soft pants. <laughs> yep. It's almost <laughs> like this is aspirational. For me, it is. Yes. Other people want careers and power and money, and I'm just like, let me relax. Let me just do this. Yes. I don't want any excitement in my life. I just want calm yes. and relaxation. The only way it would be better is if it were raining. Yeah, it's we're not seeing rain, but this yes. is absolutely like this a rainy is, day. This is a rainy day. I'm gonna listen to Whenever I listen to lo-fi hip-hop beats, I imagine it's raining. Oh, yeah. And just like, so yeah, just Kiefer, it's raining out, boom. I love this shit. And I actually had the thought, I would like it so much if this is what they piped in at the dentist. Oh, they but, should. But then again, again, that's just music for millennials because the shit that they do play at the dentist that we make fun of for yeah. being dentist music is just this for boomers. Yeah. Like, that's how they hear. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That kind We're of music. Old. Yeah. Ge- generations of young people will hear low hot fight hip hop beats and think it's the corniest shit. Like, oh, this shit's so Ever. Kiefer? What the hell is yeah. Kiefer? <laughs> You're like, you didn't even know. K-Sarah Devil loved Kiefer. Yeah. But it's just it's just music that aging millennials need because they just want to relax now. That's <laughs> what they need to they stay They just want to chill out now. Ugh. I'm 40. Just don't make me go somewhere. Don't make me do a thing. (laughs) Just let me stay home and listen to Kiefer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, The jazz great I brought to Piano 1. I'm bringing to Piano 2. This is Oscar Peterson. Yeah. The legend. Uh, Last time we saw a clip of him on Dick Cavett. Yeah, I remember that. And just sort of 
explaining his piano playing yeah. to Dick Cavett, which is fascinating because Dick Cavett's one of the greatest interviewers ever. Oh, easily. But this is just performance. This is from a 1980 BBC special called Oscar Peterson, Words and Music. And this is him playing with Count Basie. Dueling grand pianos. Dueling. Both of them playing at the same time on two different pianos. Oh, wow. This is Jumpin' at the Woodside, which is one of Count Basie Orchestra's signature tunes, which they first recorded, which was first recorded by them in 1938, which seems like it was so long ago, but at this point, yeah. it's only 42 years no. old. Yeah. So that would be like doing a song from 1981. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's so bad. That makes me so upset. <laughs> Uh, yes, this is, so this is Oscar Peterson and Count Basie jumping at the woods. Two titans of jazz. I mean, you can't get bigger. Collaborating. (laughs) You got it. Yeah. I know it. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) They're enjoying each other. Oh, I know the song. Yeah, this is a standard. This is classic. Oh, yeah. Wow, those now those are grand pianos. Holy yeah. fuck! Side by side. This is amazing. Like, cat, catty corner from each other. Wow, two pianos, yeah. drum, stand-up bass. Yeah, I have the way they're watching each other. You know. Yeah, like they're playing off each other. Like, where, yeah. this is where you're going. And I also like that when you watch Count Basie, he's playing like. Very precise, you know? Yeah. And when you watch Oscar Peterson, he's more like Art Tatum, just sort of like very fluid, mm-hmm. um, almost like stride piano. Just, yeah. Just where Count Basie is... There's not a lot of movement with Count Basie. Right. I was not saying either one is better or worse no. than the other, just you can see their different styles. Yeah, and Oscar's just see. like... Dibbly, 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 yeah, you know? Definitely. Good bakes too. I hope yeah. that when they did this, they were just like, we're fucking great. How fun is this? They played together a lot. There's like, other there's other specials where you can see them performing together, yeah. other clips. I just like this one. I just love that like like they're having fun. Yeah, they're they trying look like some two new old shit. Buddies, yeah. you know? I'm very curious, and this is the first time I ever thought of this. Yeah. Like how guitarists are like well, my guitar of choice is this. Is yeah. there ever a pianist who's like, my piano of choice is this? Yeah, probably. I'm curious about what that would be. You know, they're like, I prefer to use this piano as opposed to that piano. Yeah, I don't know as much about. I don't know, know how many piano versions like, are there. The way that like violins have, um, what's the like famous brand of violin? Stradivarius. Str- yes, yeah, Stradivarius. Yeah. Like. Piano is like Steinway. Although yeah, maybe yeah. that's more like Martin guitars, which you know that's like sort of top end acoustic guitars, yeah. Martin company, but it's still kind of affordable. Yeah. But I don't really know, like, no. if, if there are pianos who are like, I only play Yamaha. Yeah, I, can't, I don't know. I can't do it. It's the only thing I like. I feel like it's more like they'll just sit down and whatever piano's at the concert. Here's the other thing. You, they're not touring with their own piano. Exactly. It's what they... Right. They might request, like, you're going to have this piano for yeah. me. Yeah. Oh. It's like if a venue doesn't have the Steinway, are they going to go out and get one? I don't think so. I yeah. think the pianist just kind of needs to play what they're given. Yeah, it feels like that. Yeah. As long as it's tuned and... Yeah. Uh, 
Oscar Peterson's like the young kid. Yeah. Next to Count Basie. He's like, look how cool Count Basie is. I played with Count Basie. Count Basie is so cool that his name is Count Basie. Count is Basie. (laughs) You can't get... And Oscar Peterson is a cool name. I mean, Oscar is a cool name. And then you just go, Count Basie just tops it. Yeah, yeah. So that was just... I wanted to end with like these two giants of jazz piano having... Obvi- like very evident fun playing together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but that's that's the last clip. We did it. We did piano now. We did piano, we did piano too. twice. Piano twice because that's yeah. how that's how musical we are. Yeah. <laughs> Classical <laughs> jazz pop lo-fi beats. It's uh, yeah, yeah. It's all it's all. And then yeah. extreme rock and roll. Extreme rock and roll. That was like there's Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> Yeah. Paul Garoth. Yep. And Billy Joel. Yeah. If, if, like 1990 era Billy Joel. Gigi Allen looks at I go Gigi to the Allen looks and goes, like pussy. Gigi Allen's like, I yeah. can't, I can't even come near Do him. you think Billy Joel knows who Gigi Allen is? Yes. Do you think Billy Joel was inspired by Gigi Allen? Yes. You, <laughs> you think I Go to Extremes is a direct inspiration it's, from Gigi Allen? It's. A known fact that Billy yeah. Joe's like, yeah, my influence for a go to exchange was Gigi Allen. Billy Joe went to a Gigi Allen's show, got Gigi Allen's poop on him. Yes. And when he threw it. Yeah. And said, wow, this guy goes to extremes. <laughs> and then he and went, a little light bulb went <laughs> off over his head. And I have an idea for my next pop song. And then he went out and bought a leather jacket and yeah. some Ray-Bans and, and came some, up with yeah, some Wayfarers. And yeah. he's like, this is my Gigi Allen song. Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. And we figured it out. We discovered it all. We cracked another case on the show. All we do is crack cases on the show. God damn, man. (laughs) Yeah. We're like the Encyclopedia Browns of music. Yes. We're the Hardy Boys. We're like Wikipedia Browns. Yeah. Exactly. Um, (laughs) Well, that's so true. Whatever that means. Okay, but that's the end of this episode of Music Raygun. Music Raygun is hosted by me. I'm Paul. I'm Kirk. Until next time. See ya. See ya.